Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Now on the Daily Mix Show. Damn. Some birds aren't meant to be caged. Yet, here we are, butt naked, eating soggy bologna sandwiches. Figure it's time to get busy living and get busy winning. Let's play Cellmates. Cellmates is the game where lawbreakers become game changers. And this week we are playing for Lamb of God and Mastodon tickets. They're going to be together at the Showwear Center on August 17th. So let's meet our Cellmates we have Cameron in Lake Stevens. Cameron, the cops disrupted your meal time. How dare they? Yeah. So what what happened, Cameron? Uh, so yeah, I was I was sixteen. Uh, I grew up in a small town in Montana, and uh, I had just gone to my girlfriend's house and was on my way home pretty late at night. Pulled off to get a sandwich and uh, parked in a, a church parking lot to chow down. And a uh, cop pulled in behind me and was got out, asked me what I was doing, and before I knew it, more cops would pull in, and there were probably three or four of them all together. Uh, they had me get out of my car. They searched my car, never really told me what was going on as a scared teenage kid. I bet. Didn't know what to ask, really. And uh, they kept me there for about an hour and a half before they just said, all right, don't park here again, and then they all left. Huh. Were they upset that you didn't pray before you ate your meal, or so it seems kind of strange? <laughs> you think they, they, they at least give you like a little information about why they did that? Maybe they wanted a bite. Yeah, I have no idea, man. Working late night, you get hungry, I guess. That's so funny though. You're on all these times, like I bet every once in a while, you probably that pops in your head. Like, I wonder why they actually did stop me and, and bug me about that kind of stuff. That hooligan oh, with a well, sandwich. Avoid, give me some closure. Definitely avoid late. Uh, empty parking lot late at night. <laughs> yeah, I guess that might be like when, when there's nothing else going on maybe in the, in the town and I just see a random car. And As the kids would say, it yeah. looks sus. <laughs> All right, your uh, cellmate is Chad in Silverdale. Chad in Silverdale, you were exceeding the speed limit and then what happened? Hey, good morning, guys. What's morning. up? New show. Thank you. Anyways, yeah, so um, I, had, I was fresh, 16, just got my license two weeks before this. So, uh, you know, back then I tend to drive a little bit crazier. Um, I was driving and uh, I was going about 80, 90 miles an hour. I don't know. And uh, I seen a cop coming uh, from the forward direction and he flipped his lights on as I tried to slow down. And I ended up panicking and I turned up a road, the first road, and then I turned down another driveway. And uh, that was, you know, it was just, spur of the moment idea and I just ended up going and knocking on some random person's house and next thing you know this cop's 
flying up the driveway. He's like, Where, where'd the driver go? I was like, I was driving, you know, the gig was up. So uh, he was super unhappy about that. Oh. And uh, I ended up getting like a $300 ticket, if I remember correct. Was, was there, time ago. When he said yelling, where's the driver? Was there a moment in your head you're like, I should just like point to a different direction and be like, he went that right. way? Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. I yeah, mean, I should have. You did the smarter thing. I think it would have been way worse if then eventually found out that, that it was you that you, and then you were like, oh, I went that way. Right. Uh, well, it was my mom's car. So, I mean, he was going to figure it out, you know. Blame it on mom. <laughs> mom's got right. the need for speed, yeah, baby. Well, Steve, based on the severity of the crimes of our two cellmates, Cameron and Chad, who do you think should go first in the game? Let's go with Chad. All right, Chad. Also, were they both 16 in these stories? Is that what I heard? That's what I get. All right. Yep, teenagers doing silly things. 16-year-old hooligans. All right, Chad, first question to you. Known as the godfather of double bass, drummer Dave Lombardo turns 59 today. He was a co-founding member of which thrash metal band? Oh, no. Thrash metal band. Yeah, I'm not sure. Oh, hey, guess any yeah. band. Any band. Any band. Any thrash metal band. Jeez. Uh, I know it's not Pantera <laughs> or Land of God. No, nope, definitely not those bands. I have no idea. I'm drawing a blank. That's all good. No worries. The answer was Slayer. Slayer! Oh, my God. So close. You were right in the vein, for I sure. I should have known that. <laughs> Cameron, who is known as the godfather of shock rock? Who is known as the godfather of shock rock? Correct. Oh. Oh, I know this. I know, right? What you hear? You're like, son of a bitch. <laughs> Chad, in what yeah. decade were the first Academy Awards handed out? Uh, let's go with the 90s. I don't know. The 90s? They were the first handed out in the 1920s, although not televised until the 50s. All right, Cameron. Cameron, if you get this right, you win the game. There are only two mammals known to lay eggs. Name one of them. Platypus. Yeah! Damn! Cameron is going to see Lamb of God and Mastodon on August 17th at Showwear Center. Cameron, you were very confident in that. Do you have a very extensive knowledge of platypi? <laughs> is that even a plural? No, no I, I, just, I just have an immense, overwhelming amount of useless information in my brain. I, I feel that it served you, my soul. It served you well today. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome, dude. Congratulations. Well, rock Is it platypi? Platypi? Platypuses? Platypuses. Platyp- <laughs> I think that was a bad guy in a, a James Bond film. It probably was. Platypus. <laughs> Platypus. <laughs> Would you ever consider hooking up with your bud's significant other rockaholics? Uh, it depends on her platter. <laughs> wow. Oh, no. Wow. You will be surprised by how many people actually have done that. We're going to tell you all about it after Nirvana. The Daily Mix Show. Rockaholics, have you ever hooked up with a friend's partner? Or has your friend ever hooked up with someone you were with? Ooh, saucy. Spicy. Very spicy. 206-803-ROCK. I guess I'm curious, 
to know if this means that they're they are exes or if they, like they'd hook up when they're together. I'm I'm confused because it says this recent survey says one in five men would happily sleep with their best friend's girlfriend given the chance. Well, it didn't so say ex girlfriend. It yeah. said girlfriend. So that means like you just go there. I do not understand that. That seems so like I mean I, look I'm I'm an idiot in many ways, but when it comes to my friends, like I would never think honestly I'm the type of person when the relationship ends. In my eyes, that person is also just, they're dead to me. And not in a mean way. Like if I ran into them at a store or something where I game and they said, hi, I'm not going to be like, go after yourself. But like the relationship that we had is gone. Like the reason why I was friends with you is because you were dating my, my buddy. For sure. And then when, when that, when that, when that's over, then our relationship is over as well. It's, it says that. 12% 12% of men would stay in touch with their friend's girlfriend after the breakup wow. in hopes of seducing the girl themselves. Oh, absolutely. That's the hope. So- you know, I think maybe part of me is like, because I remember in college, I, and, and looking back on it, it's not the end. I, I can't be as upset as I was, but in college, you get upset over stupid stuff. And my buddy hooked up with my ex-girlfriend soon after we broke up. Mm. And I saw them going into like the, it was, we were having a party and she showed up and then I saw them going into his room and I, I lost my mind. I punched the refrigerator, nearly broke my hand. Oh, and I had my no. buddies all holding me back, trying to get into the room to fight him. I was, I was a drunken idiot. And, and I think that, but that was the moment where I realized I'm never going to do that to somebody, you know, cause I was like, you're my homie. Yeah. I know that you, we're not together anymore, but we literally just broke up and now here you are just like, hooking up with her do you have many eskimo brothers not that i know of okay yeah, <laughs> Just I, don't, I don't really I, I don't really ask like hey did you hook up with this person too i never really cared about that in a sense like well yeah but, fraternity life you know i'm do sure you have eskimo sisters i have a couple eskimo sisters do you compare notes mm, yeah wow. <laughs> has, has there ever been notes that were so far off like you're like wait a second no, he was way more awesome with me than I than you're making it out to be. Oh, this is going to sound so shallow, but it's it's really like it's it's not nice things. Like okay. comparing notes, it's not nice things. So you're both just trashing him. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> not no. like not like wow, that was so amazing. It was like the opposite. Okay, he yeah. wasn't a stallion. You're not saying no, that. No, <laughs> no, no. There was no stallion experience with my with my with my friends. But I remember one time. I mean, back in the days of my partying days, like in my my buddy Brian and I were good buds, and his girlfriend became good buds with me as well. And we went out to like some rave, and he was working night, so he couldn't go with us. He's like, "Yeah, go, you two go together." I was like, "Great." So like, we ended up hugging, nothing bad, but like because we were just on a different plane, you know, we were just partying a lot. I remember we both went back, and we're like, "We're so sorry, we hugged." He's like, "Okay," like that was my mindset. Like I didn't even want to like. High five, my friend, significant other. You crossed the line with that hug, Steve. I know that was that's a silly story, but like that was my mindset of like I never want to even like think like that because I feel like that's just like the ultimate violation of someone's trust. Like that's your homie, and you're 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 pining for their girls. A million girls or a million guys out there, you can find somebody else. Two zero six eight zero three rock. We're asking if you have ever hooked up with a friend's partner, or has your friend ever hooked up with someone that you were with? There is a statistic that is is nice to hear. Fifty two percent of the men polled said that they would never even consider sleeping with their best mate's girl. No, I mean you just got to know like that friendship is probably over, so it better be really worth it for you. So I said I'm thirty. This this came in via text at two zero six eight zero three rock. I'm thirty four now, but I had a conversation with my high school ex, and she told me that she slept with my brother. And then I later found out my best friend banged her as well. But he didn't know she and I used to date. That's from Chris in Tacoma. That's a, that's a love triangle. 
Maybe oh. a love trapezoid. I don't know. So I we worked at a, I worked at a plumbing shop where everyone had sex with the dispatcher. Nobody knew until she got fired a year later. LOL. <laughs> LOL. <laughs> Jared and Spanaway, you're hooking up with your friend's ex currently. Yes, actually. Uh, but be, be, but before you take back, I I, I gotta ask the question. Oh God. Yes. So my best friend passed away four or five months ago. Oh. Oh, I'm sorry um, to hear that, and that's a whole different conversation. Absolutely, you're right. Yes, and and of course, his longtime girlfriend, uh, who I'm also close friends with, uh, I've been helping her through the process mm-hmm. of, of 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 course his death, and we've caught feelings for each other. Which I think that's very understandable. I mean, you are dealing with something that is very personal, and, and I can imagine not in a sexual way, but that it's a very intimate relationship that you're building, just because of the, I mean, just the heaviness of what you're going through. Right. The problem I'm I'm worried about, of course, you know, I, I I've always planned to take care of her because of because that's your dude, my best friend, right? Uh, but at the same time, like I'm. I'm afraid of being trauma bonded to this person and it not working out. Oh, and then it all goes sour, and I then feel like I've I've messed over my friend. Have either you or or the gal involved done any sort of like grief counseling or, or grief therapy? Uh, a little bit, a little bit. You know when. Yeah. You- I never thought of it from that perspective. Like your your fear is like, okay, if it doesn't work out, then you're breaking her heart in a roundabout way. You, that that you're letting your buddy down who's no longer with you because you're hurting someone that he cared about. But I wouldn't, I, I mean, I think about that sometimes where I'm like, I would want my significant other, like if I, if I passed, I would want like Sid to be with someone that's going to be good to her. And I have some good friends and I, like, I, I, of course you don't want to have that conversation with your buddy. Like, Hey, look, if, if I kick the bucket, would you like swoop in and like talk to my lady? Like, you know, right. you don't think about that, but I would, I don't think what you're doing is at all wrong or at all bad or anything like that. And I wouldn't be too worried about what if it doesn't work out because what if it does work out? Like you don't know, you know, until you like sure. you, you get into that relationship. But if it doesn't work out, you hope that you're both mature enough to be like, look, it didn't work out. And that's a bummer. Like we, we, we gave it our best effort and, and it was during a really weird time. But I, if I was your homie, I mean, of course you can't have that conversation with him now because he's no longer with you. But like, I would think that he would have he would have your back in this situation. I, I agree. I think he would want both of you guys to be happy, and it sounds like you're finding happiness. Uh, yes, actually, at the moment, yes, definitely. But I bet is it tough? Also, just like you know, some like friends and family. Like, uh, do you, do you feel like they're judging you guys, or or is it not at that point yet? We we've kept it a secret because yeah. it's not at that point yet. Yeah, I feel you. That, like, that is a fear for both of us, though. Oh, I can only imagine. Some people get weird about that kind of stuff, but I think you know yeah. you, you can't worry about them. Right. Well, wishing you all okay. the best, Jared. Thank you yeah, for much sharing love, that man. story. I'm sorry to hear about that. Thank you. Mm. Yeah. Well, there's a high school art teacher who's in a bit of trouble, Rockaholics, for taking his students' artwork and selling it, making a profit off of these young artists, these douche. young Picassos. You're going to hear from some of the students' parents at 820. Yes. The Daily Mix Show. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. 
Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 206-803-ROCK. That is our phone number. And the question we are asking, Rockaholics, what was the most ridiculous thing that a teacher has ever done? Complete the sentence. I can't believe my teacher did blank. The reason we ask is because there's a high school art teacher in Canada who's being accused by students and parents of selling off the artwork that's being done in class. <laughs> I would have never thought in a million years that a teacher would think to do something like that. You know, I'm, 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 do you ever take an art class? No. You didn't? No, I have no, I have no art skills at all. Yeah, I never so, took art. They made us take an art class in, in, in high school. Well, I was in band. Did that, like, count for that elective or something? Maybe. Yeah, quite, no, it could be. I, I don't, I'm not positive, but I remember taking an art class, and yeah, we had to always do, like, these art projects. I never would have thought that the teacher would be like, okay, give me all the art projects, I'll grade them, and then put them online to sell. I'm, I mean, he's teaching them business, like, he's an art broker. I'm still, when I go to those, like, paint and wine nights... Yeah, I'm like the most anxious person in the room because I even when they're telling me how to paint, I still am so bad at art that I like panic over it. You're that bad. It, I'm the worst. I'm the first one done because I just panic my way through it. And then I'm like, I got to get out of here. But what do you care? It's just it's just art. It's subjective, man. But I'm always comparing myself to other people's art and I get very self-conscious about it. Really? That bothers you that much? I have no like I have no artistic vision, I guess. So if we all like decided to do one of those art nights together. In. Which I would totally be down for. That'd be a blast. I've been wanting to do one with Tatum, like trying to find one with like the kids. Oh yeah, you would you would freak out. I would be really uncomfortable. I'm just not very good at it. Then we definitely need to do this. <laughs> you just want me to be uncomfortable. And then I'm gonna take your art and sell it. Well, some of these pieces have sold for over a hundred dollars. What? And is he not giving a kickback to any of the kids? Like, hey, I sold this. Here's twenty bucks. Well, there were a couple of concerned parents who talked about their kids' work being sold online. I'm extremely disgusted with this person. Unbelievable. <laughs> it's, it's the teacher asking for certain type of projects to be done to be able to, you know, sell them. This is something that they did, that they put their heart and their soul in the artwork. You know, they get an A, a B, a C, or a D on it, but he's getting $118 in his pocket. I mean, you're making money off of someone else's intellectual property. It's, it's completely messed up. <laughs> I can't even believe this guy, I, I, you know... You would think at least he could say, hey, would you like me to sell it? We could go 50 50 or something along those lines. Because, I mean, if I'm a kid and I did do some art and I found out that my art did sell, I'd be kind of pumped. I'm not, saying yeah. that, I'm not saying what he did was right. Obviously, this guy's a douche. Well, he's got a website up that has some of the titles of the works okay. from the kids. Listen to this. Julia's Creepy Portrait. Charlotte's Creepy Portrait. 
And these are named after the kids. Yes. Wow. So I'm like, is he saying that the portrait itself is creepy or is he calling Charlotte creepy? Yeah. Uh, yes to both. Is that what we're saying? <laughs> yeah. I would imagine that maybe they had like a creepy art project. Yeah. Look, I'm not saying it's the right thing to do at all, but that is hilarious. I mean, if it was something set up with the kids, to your point, I think that'd be nice. You know, we're making money for, you know, scholarships or whatever. And as a parent, I would probably be thinking in a million years, I would never guess that my teacher for my kid is going to start selling the artwork. Do you save the artwork that Tatum creates? Yes. A yeah. lot of them. Not all of them. Sometimes. I mean, otherwise, you get a little overwhelming. And sometimes I'll, I'll be like, I'm saving this. My wife said, what are you going to do with it? And that's, what, that's code for her saying it's never going to go up anywhere in our house. And I bring it here to work and I put it up in the office. Have you tried selling it online yet? I, I might start. I might start. <laughs> he might be onto something. Rockaholics, we are asking you, what is the most ridiculous thing that a teacher has ever done? 206-803-ROCK. Complete this sentence. I can't believe my teacher did blank. We'll take your calls after Weezer. The Daily Mix Show. Rockaholics, what was the most ridiculous thing that a teacher has ever done? Complete the sentence. I can't believe my teacher did blank. 206-803-ROCK. Aaron in North Bend, your teacher told the students he used to run guns for the CIA. Whoa! Yeah, we were uh, in class one day and uh, just, he was putting a lesson plan together and telling everybody different stuff, trying to get us excited about, you know, science and learning. And then told us about how, uh, when he was younger that, and he was, he'd do things in other countries, different science, uh, like exploration things. I don't know, uh, that go to expeditions and whatever, but Mm -hmm. it was the perfect cover. So he got approached by some government agents and he started running guns for the CIA under the cover of of science and whatever. <laughs> well, you know what? He was right. And, that, would, that would get me interested in the class to listen to what this guy has to say. That's amazing. But yeah, so I, I don't think a whole lot of people took a whole lot of stock in it. I'm sure some people, you know, it, it, for me, it was just, it was interesting, the gun portion of it and, uh, you know, I make jokes about it that he didn't really appreciate. But years later, me and some friends were sitting around and just having some drinks, talking about school and our favorite teachers. And I brought him up and we started reminiscing about those stories. And we got on, decided to get online and see if we could find out anything. And then we started digging up different articles and finding things that verified that he actually did and one of them was a picture one of the articles we found was a picture of him at the airport in handcuffs with like federal agents being escorted off of a plane and being arrested and that he got charged for running guns and then he was he he was like yeah but i was running guns for you (laughs) and ended up going to court and you know basically having to yeah, it was. It was. Inter- it's an interesting read. If if uh, I don't know if I should say his name online. But <laughs> yeah, probably not. Radio. But probably yeah, not. yeah. But dude, what a weird full circle moment that you're just hanging out with your homies. You're like, you know, we should actually we should research this and figure it out. And then it turns out, sure as that, he actually did do it. I wonder if he was making more money running guns or teaching. I think we can answer that question. <laughs> Unfortunately, Juan in Lakewood, you had a teacher that got arrested for picking up a prostitute. <laughs> yeah. It was, uh... <laughs> it was a sting operation. Um, 
right there on, in Tucson. There's Tucson from, from Phoenix. What's up, Danny? Hey! <laughs> uh, yeah, I met up with a friend. Um, this was years after high school. Uh-huh. And he was telling me, hey, that they were partying. And he said that, well, they ran out of party supplies. So they went down to the hot spot and were looking for, for drugs. And he said that, they, you know, they, they got caught. They got picked up by for, you know, buying drugs. So they took him to this little motel. And Mr. Williams was there. He kept saying, hey, Mr. Williams, why are you here? Hey, Mr. Williams, why are you here? And the cop finally, like, why are you calling Mr. Williams? Because that's my high school, that's my high school teacher. He was my health ed teacher. I was wondering what, what he was teaching yet. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, so they picked him up, took him out, and they said, because he was a picking up prost- prostitute. And we would call him the pimp, because he was always dressed real nice and sharp. And, uh, Turns out he was the John. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Willie. That's awesome. That's crazy. Yeah. Imagine you walking in as that's all going on. You got to think that the teachers are like, oh, crap, these are my students. And they're all like, Mr. Williams. What are you doing here? <laughs> and the police guys are like, he's buying hookers. <laughs> Drama in Covington. You had a teacher give you detention and then called the police. Uh-oh. Hey, good morning, my beautiful friends, and happy Ric Flair Friday. Woo! What's up, Drama? What's up, Mig? Hey, yeah, so it was my senior year. I was late for class. The teacher gave me detention and said I had to come in after school. I asked if I can come in in the morning because I have football practice. Rule was if you're late to practice, you don't practice. If you don't practice, you don't play in the game that week. It was my homecoming year. I mean, senior year, homecoming week. Uh, he was being unreasonable. Wouldn't do it. We argued, and to the point where he's like, I don't care about your stupid game, blah, blah, blah. So I picked up uh, the death chair combo that they have in school, and I threw it at him. That's a very very reasonable way to handle the situation, drama. (laughs) Well, it definitely got his rapt attention. I would imagine. Yeah. Wow. Good so, time. And then they, they called. Oh, you lost oh. him. Oh, okay. That's crazy. <laughs> and then he called the police. And then he called the police. Yeah, you oh, can't do boy. that. I, I remember at one time in in high school, one of my classmates did the same thing. He didn't throw it at the teacher. He threw it at one of the other students. I was picking on him. Oh. I, I say. I mean, don't bully. I was. About, I mean, we don't encourage that kind of behavior. <laughs> but that kid never got picked on again. I bet. Yeah. No one was messing with a dude that's willing to throw a full on like like you were saying the desk chair combo. It's crazy. Oh yeah. Oh, man. We got a text message saying uh, at 206-803-ROCK saying, I can't believe my teacher tried to fail me because I was left-handed. I took guitar class and my teacher refused to teach me and one other left-handed student. She literally told us that left-handed people should just play guitar right-handed. When we brought in our own left-handed guitar, she said she would fail us both if we didn't play it right. Wow. So me and him went to the principal because we were feeling like he uh, this is a big deal. Luckily, we were we both got A's, and our principal was a huge Paul McCartney fan and laid into the teacher about left-handed guitarists and how she can't discriminate. That's amazing. That is funny. Many years ago, people looked at left-handed people like, I'm, I'm, I've shared this story. I don't know if I've ever told you this before. My grandfather, my mom's dad, I love him. Like He was an incredible person, but this is one of those moments where you kind of do raise your eyebrow a little bit of how old school he was. He found out, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm a lefty. And he, in those days, it was like, if you were a lefty, you were like the spawn of Satan. Ooh. And so he wanted to make sure I was not going to grow up being a lefty. So when he would watch me, which was very often, when mom would leave, he'd grab a rope, tie my left hand, tie it to the back loop on my pants. So now my hand is like locked in and it would force me all day 
to use my right hand. Are you good at doing anything with your right hand these days, Steve? Well, I do everything with my right hand except for write and eat. I play drums. Brush your teeth? Um, Now I got to think about it. Lefty. Yeah. (laughs) At certain things, I still do lefty. And that's... That's wild. But yeah, like I play hockey righty style, drums righty style, bowl righty, baseball, everything I do righty style. And I think a lot of it had to do with months and months of this, what he thought he was doing the right thing. Mom, when she found out, not too happy with dad, let's just say. She was very (laughs) upset with my grandpa. Well, I really want to talk to John in Lakewood. Okay. Because this is bananas. And as a farm girl, I'm very curious to know this story. You watched a teacher castrate a sheep with her teeth? Yes, ma'am. What? So, it was my sophomore year of high school. Uh, I was in, you know, at class, and it was castration day for all the sheep. And so she, you know, started off doing all the other sheep, you know, the normal way. She's showing all the different ways that they could castrate. And she had two guys holding the sheep. She slit, slit the sacks, popped them out, and bit them off. Every single one of those guys that were in there, you should have seen us. We all had our legs crossed and grabbing the family jewels. I mean, oh it was, my lord! This teacher likes to party. Seared into our, oh, dude! It, it was. We no one ever looked at that lady again, or what, like the did, same again. Did anyone like question this method? <laughs> no, it's just it's a you know it's called teething. I it's like a teething or something like that. Uh, as far as castration goes. Uh, you should give someone a pacifier when they're teething. Right? <laughs> <laughs> hey, real quick, John, what hi- what what town did this happen in? This was Escondido, California. Ah, I know Escondido, the home of stone brewing. Oh yeah, <laughs> and castration Thanks, John. and castration day at the school. That <laughs> is the, the wildest thing I've ever heard. That's the day I call in sick. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, by the way, I don't do any castrations at my. At my hobby farm. We call them the professionals. Oh, okay. Yeah. You call them that teacher. Call them that teacher. She just nibbles it right off. That would be the moment where I'm like, we are not messing with this teacher ever. <laughs> but yeah, that was our power move. Right. Without question. Assert dominance. Oh. Well, how would you like a shot at beating Steve, Rockaholics? He is sitting at 43, 13, and 5 <laughs> in 2024. 206-803-ROCK. We're going to play Beat Migs at 850. The Daily Mig Show. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. For a 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.